Hi, I'm Sophie. And I'm James. Today, we are going to be talking about money. Now, this is actually something a lot of people do not like talking about. It was just actually the other day, um, we were talking to one of our CAs. She's been with us a very long time now. And we do regular pay reviews. And, you know, we just asked her, you know, how much money is it you actually need to live? Because we wanted to make sure that we were paying her enough um, and paying her what she is worth as well. And she just straight away was like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about this. And to me, it was just like, well, that's crazy because we've all got bills, right? Um, We can't get out of paying our bills. So we have a set amount we have to be bringing in to our household, right? Just as a minimum to survive. And then obviously we'd like, you know, a bit on top to be comfortable and do the things which perhaps are seen as a treat. And um, so our CA, she was like, can I just email you? And I was like, okay, that's absolutely fine. Bear in mind, she's been working with us for years. She's our friend, um, not just a team member. And, you know, about a week passed and we were still waiting, weren't we, for Mm. this email. And we had to keep reminding her, like, you haven't told us yet, you haven't told us yet. Now, don't get me wrong, um, if she said, I need, you know, whatever figure to um, to live on, we weren't just going to go, okay, that's fine, we're just going to pay you that regardless. So I'm not saying that, um, you know, we had a figure in our mind, we just wanted to see, you know, how far off are we? Because obviously, if you cannot pay your team members um, enough, well, guess what? they're going to leave you. So we need to be having this conversation, of course, with team members, but we need to be having this conversation with ourselves. And I think, you know, a lot of it just stems from, I suppose, just society. It's something we don't tend to talk about. And, you know, again, we got into being chiropractors to help people. And when we were learning in college, again, you know, that's all the things we were taught. And then we come out and all of a sudden we have to put this business hat on, if you will, and look at profit and expenses and overhead and margin, etc. And we because we're not taught that, I suppose we just go, oh, that's all too confusing. And I just want to help people. But we need to be making sure that this is a conversation we're having. And the more comfortable you get about talking about money, um, the easier it's going to become when you are talking about this with your clients as well, because that's important, right? So as a chiropractor, you need to make sure that you are the person talking about finances with your clients. We know lots of uh, people who they put this task down to their CAs. And when we actually really start to talk about why they're doing that, it's just because they don't feel comfortable. So they just go, okay, you're the team member who talks about finances, you sort that out. But what we need to know, it doesn't matter how well you train your CAs, they're never going to be as invested as you are. They're just not because it's not their business. It's it's not their baby, if you will. So you need to be making sure you're having this conversation 
And that means, as I said, you need to be getting comfortable with talking about money. And actually, this made me think of um, someone who came into the clinic. Was it last week, James? Yeah. That story? Yeah? You, you're better off telling that story. Um, so we had a guy come in and it was his report of findings. We went through everything. He was all happy with the plan of what we need to do to get things back to where they should be for him um, and get him working out of the gym again. And it came to the finances, so it came to sort of presenting what the different options were. And we do prepayments, so we do um, a basic option. We do a prepayment which offers a saving for the client, so they can do that if they wanted to. And I said, so these are the options. Which one Which one do you want to do? Which one works best? Um, and then he started trying to haggle me down. So he started out what the figures were, and then he tried to knock £300 off, and then it was £200, and then it was £100, and then it was £50. And I said, the price is the price. And it's not a case of we're doing these special deals for different people for, for certain reasons. I mean, this guy, he came in, he had referred uh, two people in to see us when he wasn't actually a client of ours. And he was then trying to leverage that and say, look, I've referred people in to you, so you should give me a discount. But I said to him, we have clients who refer people all the time. They don't get a special reduced rate for doing that. They do that because they see the benefit of what we give. So that was um, interesting. We've not had that for quite a long time. But we held firm what our prices are, and then he paid what the what the price is. He he did run the prepayment options, um, but he paid the price that we've set. And the reason that that's important is because we've set that figure not only because that is, is what we know we were worth, but we've worked out our um, stop losses, which we talked about before, and we know that that is where we need our adjustments to be in terms of keeping the business in the in the black, keeping the business working as it should do and being profitable when we are when we are providing the care so it's not something that you know you should be willing to be haggled down on because that straight away is going to devalue what you're offering to that client if you say it's going to be x and they say no i want it to be y and you go yeah yeah that's fine then immediately they've gone well this person doesn't believe in what they're doing so why are they charging what they what they said if they don't believe in the service then why should i believe in the service that, that i'm paying for so the first thing that you need to be doing is to be first off valuing what you're doing knowing your value to make sure that you're not coming off as as inauthentic because you're willing to be haggled down on your price and that's actually a really interesting Point you just brought up there in the fact of we haven't had that for so long have we no that is like such a rare occurrence now but many years ago that was something really which was happening all the time for us in practice wasn't it like mm. all the time it was like this sort of debate of okay what what is this person gonna pay and us just sort of going well yeah to whatever it was because it was like oh well that's some money at least and it just goes to show that when you actually do really work on this and as James said, you know, 
really, you know, having that self-belief and knowing what it is you're worth, um, then you'll realise that this situation, it stops happening because you're not attracting those type of people into your practice anymore. You're just attracting people who are seeing you, I suppose, as an authority, seeing you as someone who is going to help them, you know, help them reach their health goals. And they see the value. And there's lots of ways you can build that value as well, um, especially in that first, you know, first and second appointment of them coming in. And that's something we can talk about. That's a whole different conversation. Um, but if you really, you know, if you have your mindset correct and if you have your mindset right and, you know, when you're going into a report of findings, you know, being clear to yourself of, well, this is what it's worth, these are the prices, then you won't even get into a situation like that because, you know, this client, it was actually James who was seeing him and I could, um, he came for his second adjustment, didn't he, James? Yeah. And after his adjustment, he was still trying to haggle. <laughs> and, um, well, it was funny for me because um, I was at the front desk <laughs> and the CAs were... Um, but yeah, you obviously were having to deal with that. And, you know, he was still going, you know, oh, just £50 off, just £20 off. Because that's what some people are like. They just want to feel that they've got some sort of bargain, some sort of mm. discount. I don't know. Um, but James was so firm and he was like, look, the prices are what they are. And, you know, don't feel that you're being rude by saying that. You're just telling them as it is. And if they don't like it, that's absolutely fine. They can go and see the chiropractor down the road. You're not stopping them from doing that. And we need to think this is how all businesses run. Because you are running a business. Even if you're an associate listening to this, you are running effectively a mini business within inside a larger business, if you will. Now, if I went to the supermarket and forgot my purse, which I did actually about a month ago, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to say, that's fine, Sophie. Don't worry, um, because you come every week. So you can pay next time. Has that ever happened to you? Even if you go to the hairdressers. Oh, I forgot my purse. Or, oh, do you know what? I've only actually got 40 quid on me today. I know it's supposed to be 50, but should I just, can I just pay 40? Do you think they're just going to go, yeah, that's fine? Of course not. So we don't do that with anyone else. So why do we think it's okay for other people to do that to us? And as James said, you know, there's a reason you have set your prices. Um, and that is all to do with um, what we spoke about on a, another podcast. So if you haven't heard that, actually, do take some time to go back and listen to that. Um, but we can summarise for you what that was right now. Yeah, so we talked about um, the stop losses. So we had the absolute stop loss, which is basically the amount of money you need to take each adjustment to cover your expenses. And you have your, your personal stop loss, which is the basic to cover the expenses plus whatever profit it is you want to make on each adjustment. So you want to make sure that you never, ever, ever go below your absolute stop loss because then you're effectively losing money on each adjustment. So you need to be above 
an absolute stop loss, no matter what, but you also really need to be at your personal stop loss as a minimum as well, because that means that you are making money in the business and you're actually able to pay yourself. And, you know, you're, you're not sort of right on the right on the edge of, of just breaking even. You want to be obviously a profitable business so you can keep yourself going, you can invest in your business, you can invest in yourself as well. So those are two really key things um, to look at. So to work out the absolute stop loss, you literally just add up all your expenses. Um, so that is one figure. You then divide the number of visits that you see by those expenses, and that gives you the amount that you need to charge for each visit um, at that number of, number of visits. So make sure you do take the time to really work that out. Because it's amazing how many people we speak to, isn't it? And they don't know what that number is. And, you know, if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, well, I'm actually fine with money and, like, I get it. You know, sometimes until you actually do the numbers, you can sometimes shock yourself and you can be quite surprised by that. And we have spoken to so many practice owners who aren't even really taking any money out to pay themselves. Or if they are, it's like bare minimum. And again, it goes back, I suppose, to like knowing your worth. You can even go back to, you know, in terms of why you decided to become a chiropractor. Obviously, you wanted to help as many people as possible. And you've done a four, maybe five-year degree as well. And you've continually are investing in yourselves, whether that's going to conferences, seminars, you may have a coach, um, you know, you are investing in yourself. And so why shouldn't you be paid a good amount back? And again, it just comes down to, you know, this issue of money and how we um we just don't like to talk about it and it's almost seen as quite a taboo subject and so we just avoid it completely and that's not doing any of us any good we just need to tackle it on um and really take the time to to work these numbers out absolutely i mean money at the end of the day is just an exchange for a service so all you're doing is you're receiving something for something that you've given to someone so it's not like you're trying to you know, con people out of their money, you're not giving them something that's of value, you're literally just being paid for what you've provided. So it's not, you know, we need to be more comfortable with this and we need to know the value of the adjustment and of the service we provide. And then, like Sophie said, you're much more comfortable to be to be asking for the amount of money that you are. And when you, you know, that's such a good point because I just was thinking as well, when you know the the value of a chiropractic adjustment, it should make this even easier. I mean, we see miracles day in, day out in our practices. But because we see it so often, what happens is we become immune to it. Because everyone's coming in saying, oh, my back's better. Or, oh, do you know what? I actually came for my back, but I was also having headaches and they've gone. Or, you know, oh, my digestion's improved. Whatever it may be. And we almost just start to switch off, don't we? Mm -hmm. Because we hear it all the time. But these are actually all miracles. Because, you know, that person who comes in with the back pain and now it's gone. What has that actually done for them? 
And then can you even put a price on that? It's invaluable almost what we're doing for people. I actually say to people, what we charge is cheap, in my opinion. It's so cheap. I mean, I'm obviously lucky. I get adjusted by James um, for free. Same, vice versa. And I've always said, you know, if I had to um, go and pay another chiropractor to get adjusted, it wouldn't even cross my mind. Would not even cross my mind because I know I need to get adjusted for me at least once a week. Sometimes more. A lot of the time more, you would say, yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would happily pay for that. And this is also what your team members need to be like. Because, of course, we're taking care of them a lot of the time for free, aren't we? Which is fine. But they need to appreciate it. They need to value it. If they had to pay for your adjustments, would they pay? And that will say a lot about um, how your team is running as well. Because if they can honestly say, hand on heart, that they would, you know that your team is on board. Because as I mentioned earlier, of course, the chiropractor needs to be the one taking charge of the finances and of the money. But let's not forget that your CAs are the gatekeepers for everything. They will actually determine how your practice is running. How well it's doing. And we had this one time when um went to the front desk and said you know to the ca you know so and so is gonna pay x amount today and her face (laughs) she'd only been with us for like a week and it was like the first person paying they were paying for like six months of care so it was a big chunk of money to be fair um but to me again it was like well what you're gonna get for that and also it's across six months it's nothing And the CA's face said it all. She was like, what? How much are we charging? I mean, alarm bells ran off because I was like, I need to do a lot more training with you. (laughs) If you're pulling that face in front of the client as well. Um, So this is what I mean, because if your CA's feel uncomfortable about talking about money, it doesn't matter what you say. Because as soon as you leave that client at the front desk, your CA is likely to say something like, um, how much is it you're going to do again today? Or, um, so it's X amount. Is that okay with you? Or do you want to pay today or do you want to pay next time? You can pay next time if you want. All of those types of sort of phrase, phrases are signs and big warning signs to you that your CA is not comfortable talking about money. Because it should simply just be a case of, okay, you're doing cash or card. Don't make it a big deal. The more you or your team members are putting a big deal on it, your clients are going to pick up on that. Of course they are. Even on a subconscious level. We even had this yesterday, actually. Another scenario just springs to mind of someone came in and she was like, oh, I'm going to pay today. Bear in mind, she doesn't need to actually pay for like another month. And I just went, yeah, that's fine. You're doing cash or card. But it was quite funny because me and another CA, obviously once the client had gone, (laughs) said, you know, oh, sometimes when a client says that, it's so automatic in your head to just say, oh, no, don't worry. You don't need to pay for another month yet. How many times are we doing that as well? Because as James said before, you know, every time you say those types of things, you're just devaluing what it is you do 
So there are definitely ways you can work on this and work on your mindset and your mindset around money. Um, I mean, obviously, one of the best things is to have a coach to help you with this. You need to have that support. And it's something which takes quite a lot of practice, if I'm honest, especially if you do have some sort of issues about talking about money. And you should know that now if you're that person as you're listening to this podcast, you'll be thinking, oh, yeah, these are the types of things which are happening to me in my practice. These are the types of things I'm saying. These are the types of things I can hear the front desk saying. And um, there's also other things you can do, like working with things like meditations or guided awareness tracks as well. Um, there's lots of books as well, which you can read. Uh, one book I would really recommend is a book called Think and grow rich because that will just give you a completely different perspective about money and how it is okay to accept money as long as you are given something in exchange you know as James said all it is is an exchange so if you can really get clear on what it is you are given in return you will then be able to accept money and accept it in abundance and there'll be lots and lots of other books out there as well which you can have a look at and if there's anything you want to ask us as always just reach out to us ask us any questions um as always our email is team at coachwithsummit.com don't know why I need to think about that right then. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, do work on this with not just yourself, with your team. And any questions, let us know. And we look forward to talking to you next time.